What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tom McKay. And on the other side is that lovely voice from Murray High Athletics, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, it's good. I am, uh, this is a uh, Friday where I get off. I don't have any, uh, any games tonight, so uh, that's uh, a rarity, but it's going to be good. And then, you know, we'll be back in action next Friday, and uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Well, the Braves were in action this week, and, uh, well, we'll get did to they, that later. Did they play? Yeah, did they play? I didn't think they played. No, I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> Something I heard this morning I thought you would find interesting. Uh, I was listening to Neil Bradley and uh, Ed Marlowe on their uh, their podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's inquired if you're interested. Yeah. Check that out. Um, yeah. But uh, they were talking about Rookie of the Year, and, you know, they mentioned Julio Rodriguez out of the American League. But Neil and Ed both said that they like Michael Harris for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that either. Um, you know, I think um, pitchers in the long run are always going to have trouble winning unless, um, you know, you, you've got somebody like Spencer Strider and then there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pitchers are just going to have a lot of trouble um, you know, they do get pitchers, the Cy Young Award, things like that. Pitchers are going to have trouble winning MVP just because they don't play every day. Uh, although I do feel that, you know, there have been many pitchers that have well-deserved MVP honors uh, just because uh, of the way they, they played that, that every day that they were in there, which was that one day, um, you know, Shohei Otani could, you know, be an MVP right. because he also – he plays every day, so uh, I, I I think Michael Harris is is the front runner and, and always has been. Even though Strider has pitched, uh, you know, outstanding and and deserves to be uh, in and amongst those mentioned as Rookie of the Year. You know, Harris has certainly uh, proven himself every day. I mean, every day he's out in center field. He's playing defense. Uh, great defense. He's kind of shored up that center field defense, and uh, and then you know he's uh, also uh, been hitting the ball outstandingly well. So yeah, I, you know Harris is probably going to be that guy, you know. But Strider certainly deserves some votes uh, just because the way he's pitched as well. But uh, Michael Harris outright is going to win it. I, I know this may sound like a. a a millennial, but I think that the, there should be a uh, a rookie pitcher of the year award. Yeah, I've always thought uh, they're much like NFL. You know, they do uh, different awards. Uh, you know, with a, a, a rookie offensive uh, player, rookie defensive. You know, things like that. I, mm-hmm. I think there should be that in the pitching realm too, because those guys are important too. Right. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know. A, a great pitching staff, you know, the Braves in the 90s uh, might not have been as successful if it hadn't have been for Maddox, Flavin, and Smokes. Right. I mean, that's what, if you go back, if you're any anywhere in your, you know, maybe late 30s, 40s, and 50s, you remember those dominant Braves teams in the 90s, uh, you know, and, and who do you think of? You think of the three in Maddox, Flavin, and Smokes. Right. You know, those three are Hall of Famers. Uh, you know, you know, Chipper Jones came along, uh, you know, maybe middle, mid nineties, whatever. Uh, so you think of those players and, and, and really and truly when you think of Braves, you think of great pitchers that they've had over the years. And, 
um, you know, even if, uh, you know, with the great hitters that this team has, uh, look at the pitchers, Max Fried, Spencer Strider, uh, you know, Kyle Wright, uh, you know, potentially, you know, we got uh, three 10-game winners uh, plus, you know, Strider's got 10 games, but Max has got 13, and, and Kyle Wright picked up number 18, so... I mean, look at the pitching staff. Those guys are as important, and especially this time of the year, those guys are as important. Or even the guy that finishes the game. You know, the guy that finishes the game is going to have a hard time winning MVP too, even though he, you know, pitches 40 or, you know, 40, 45 times, gets 45 saves or something like that. He might pitch 50 or 60 times. You know, so even that guy is going to have trouble winning MVP. So, yeah, I do think there there should be some uh, awards – for those guys, because again, they're not playing every day, and I think there should be in a different category. Much like I think in the NFL, you know, like the quarterback, the quarterback should have a different pace structure than everybody else, you know, right. because everybody's going to look at that quarterback, and 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 I think you know that that guy should be not included in the cap or something somewhere in there, you know, to to be able to have at least good teams other than just have a quarterback and nobody else. I agree. Um... Would you include Avery in that? How long was Avery with the Braves? Uh, Avery was – you know, talking about Steve Avery. Yeah. Um, you know, Avery was with the Braves a couple of years. Okay. Um, you know, okay. you're talking about that early 90s run, um, you know, 91, 92, 92 maybe, 93, somewhere in there. He didn't stay as long as, as what you would have, like your Maddox, Flavin, and Smokes. He, you know, he came up at that rookie – his rookie year, had a great year – uh, but then after that, kind of struggled. Oh. Uh, you know, didn't really fill out um, what was supposed to be a dominant. When you had Mattis, Clavin, and Smoltz, um, you know, Avery, what they were hoping would be that next guy, but uh, he never really panned out. Uh, he, he only pitched a couple of years, and then he was gone. Uh, so, you know. For some reason, I had a different uh, view of what he did. I don't, I don't know why. I right, I got you. Yeah, you know, he, he had a couple of good years, but mostly struggles, uh, to be honest with you. Really great rookie year, to be honest, to be honest with you. You know, and this, uh, uh, let's look at this pitching staff now. When you look at that Mattis, Clavin, Smoltz, and Avery, you know, this pitching staff now with when Soroka comes back, if he gets back to his health is the way it is, Soroka, Wright, Freed, and Strider. Right. I mean, those four guys – could be, you know, what you look at the equivalent of of a, a Mattis, Clavin, Smoltz, and, and and Avery. They could they could look back. So, you know, the Braves were always looking, uh, you know, always years past, you know, picking up that veteran starter like Charlie Morton. Well, well back then it was Charlie Liebrandt. Uh They had the the, the lefty Charlie Liebrand, oh, yeah. and he was he was good at what he did too. And so, I mean, you know, I. I you know, those those guys were great, and, and I think these guys can turn out to be great. You know, if we can get Soroka back healthy, I think we have the potential to have uh, another great pitching staff for, for many years to come. Well, you know, um, you know, back in the – their draft process was draft pitchers. Always get pitchers. Right. Well, they've kind of continued that, I mean, kind of a little bit with uh, Michael Harris. Michael Harris – wasn't just a center fielder. He was a shortstop. He was a and he was a really good pitcher in high school as well. Right. Yeah. If you look at you know look at the number of guys that uh, and look if you watch 
you know, high school athletics, if you watch kids growing up, um, a lot of kids growing up were pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I got my kid out there early on pitching. Um, I, I didn't follow maybe some of the same stuff that, um, you know, that, that other people followed. You know, I, I didn't let him throw that off-speed stuff until at least maybe his arm was developed. And, and he never really had arm issues when he was, uh, when he was pitching, when he was throwing. Uh, you know, he was fine. He always had a very strong arm, and that's just because we always got out there and played catch. Uh, you know, we were always out there throwing the ball, uh, even at an early age. And, and then we were always out, you know, I, I would – I always wanted – the one thing that I always thought that, that, that kids struggled with, and that was pop flies. Mm-hmm. You know, I threw him a multitude of pop flies to that make sure he could catch it. Um, and, and so that was the one thing that I never worried about him doing when he was young was catching pop flies because I would stand – you know, I would, I would stand uh, a good distance away uh, and, and throw him high pop flies, and he would keep telling me higher, higher, higher. You know, sometimes I would I would hit him to him, uh, you know. So so that's how he developed a strong arm. And that's because he had to throw it back to me, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So I would hit him pop flies, and he would he would have to hit, throw him back. So so he developed a pretty good arm and and a very strong arm, as a matter of fact. And then as a first baseman, uh, you know, we kind of followed that uh, Ron Washington thing that uh, you know in, in ground balls. Uh, you know, I would I was throwing him ground balls, but I was also throwing him short hops to make sure that that he could throw that he could catch a short hop. Right. And when he really settled down to first base. You know, that was the one thing that we worked on, and I bet I threw him fifty a day, uh, just working on uh, you know whether it be um, backhand, uh, you know, front side, whatever. We that's what we were working on, uh, and and I've got a picture uh, of him in in middle school. Uh, our middle school team. We never had a middle school team until he was a um, until he was an eighth grader. Oh, wow. um, and we started uh, we started a middle school team when he was in eighth grade. Uh, and so now, of course, they're playing middle school ball all the time. Uh, but uh, so we started in in eighth grade, and so um, he was the first eighth grade. He was the first kids to graduate the eighth grade middle school team. But he played first base. Uh-huh. So I've got a I've got a picture of. Uh, we, we had a little uh, photographer, and, and he, uh, he also had a kid in, in my son's grade. And, and so he took pictures, and he took lots of pictures, and he was good. He got exceptionally good at his job. Uh, and so I, one picture I got of him, and it's a great shot. It's a great action shot. It's a short hop, and you can see the dust coming off the ground from the short hop going into his glove. Nice. Uh, and so – uh, I've got that one on my desk at work, you know, just because that's what we worked on. So, so I made sure that he had a pretty strong arm growing up, but I also made sure I didn't overthrow it. Right. I think that's what you run into nowadays with these guys is they overthrow it. And that may be part of the reason why they don't pitch anymore uh, is because uh, obviously they're better at other things, but uh, you know, but a lot of kids growing up, I think you see as pitchers, uh, and they they've got good arms uh, and and can play. You know, a lot of your outfielders that can throw, uh, you know, to great lengths. And Michael Harris certainly has a great arm. Uh, you know, they can be pitchers, uh, and and probably in high school they were counted on pretty heavily. You know, 
if the Braves ever get into a blowout, like, you know, when they want to bring a a fielder into pitch, I'd like to see Michael Harris come in and pitch. Yeah, I'd like to see that, too. That'd be great. Um, you know, the one thing you worry about there is uh, you don't want him to hurt his arm. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, mean, I would love to – I would love to see – I do like to see – although I don't like to be on those end of those games, by the way, and those blowouts. Um I, like to be able I do to like decide. to see those. Yeah. Yeah, I like to be able to see those. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. And, and the guys, even though you're getting blown out, are having fun too. But, yeah, but yeah it's, uh, it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> Wasn't it Rizzo to yes. Freddie Freeman yes. last year? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, those guys had already had fun uh, the time before. You know, because if you go back last year and you watch some of the highlights, and when Rizzo was mic'd up that one game, mm-hmm. and he's chasing down Freddie Freeman, you know, and chasing him, and, and, and he's yelling, Frederick Freeman, come here, you know, stuff like that. And, and he's <laughs> yelling at him, and they're having a good time. And they finally, he finally catches him, and they have a really big laugh about it. But that's one of the things that they show from last year is him, Rizzo, running him down. And then he, he gets to pitch against him, and, mm-hmm. and then he strikes him out. So, I mean, it's just uh, – it's it's just a funny thing, but but uh, yeah, and you know Rizzo didn't do too bad that game either, to be honest with you. So yeah, uh, so yeah, it's it's funny. You never know what those guys are gonna come up with, because uh, some of those guys have some nasty knuckleballs and and off speed pitches, and and it's uh, it's it's funny. You never know who who. Uh, the other thing too is you never know who is a pitcher. You right. know, like Michael Harris, you say he's a pitcher. You never know who pitched growing up. You know, like like Babe Ruth was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and but what do you know? Mostly know about Babe Ruth. Uh, you mostly know about Babe Ruth and hitting home runs. Right. Uh, but Babe Ruth was a great pitcher until he just decided to stay with with uh, you know uh, playing every day and and being uh, out out in the field. So you know, you know, who I thought would always be a good pitcher. Who's that? Angelson Simmons. <clears throat> yeah, good arm. Um, you know, uh, when I was, when I was growing up, uh, watching, uh, you know, when you could only watch, um, you know, maybe the game of the week, uh, which was on NBC, um, you know, that when the super stations were coming on, so you had the Braves and you had the Cubs, uh, well, uh, a, a kid, a kid on the Cubs named Sean Dunstan or Shawan Dunstan is what his real first real name was, but you call him Sean Dunstan. He was one of the guys that I first remember that had a great shortstop arm that could absolutely fire it to first base. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you were able to to catch the exit velocity on his arms, I would say it's coming ninety to hundred to first base. You know. Wow. I mean, because he just fired it in there. Uh, now, granted, sometimes those throws went other places uh, <laughs> and 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 may have went out to Waveland Avenue or wherever wherever it is in Chicago, but uh, he had a great arm. Uh, so I thought he was a guy that could be a good pitcher. And don't the Cardinals have a shortstop uh, in their uh, their minor league that can just absolutely flat out throw it to first base? I, um, so if he's not already up. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there are some kids I think that would make great pitchers just because of the arms, the great arms that they have. And Simmons would have been a good one. Uh, but then again, you know, you, you obviously don't want to take a guy like Simmons out of the shortstop position because he plays such great defense, oh, you yeah. know. 
So, yeah, it'd be one of those um, where you would have to, um, you know, keep him keep him there, only use him in a blowout. So, <laughs> I got, yeah. I got one more cool thing to talk, uh, mention, and then we'll get into the meat of the episode. Um, okay. Austin Riley was, you know, he was he was a baseball star in high school, but he was yes. also a football star. He was he he was a quarterback until like his you know sophomore year. Then he decided to uh, focus on foot baseball, but right. he went from quarterback to what position? Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, first base, punter and kicker. Oh my gosh. Really? He, he was an all-state punter in Mississippi. Huh. Well, he's got a good set of legs, so I, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, not surprised. I'd like to see what, <laughs> speaking of legs, I'd like to see what Spencer Strider could do kicking a football. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know he's, uh, um, you know he's definitely got a, because those legs contribute heavily to what you do pitching the ball, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's, sir, I think he's got a great set of them. Definitely. I'd like to see what he squats too. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh, yeah. That might put uh, some yeah, linebackers this, to shame. Um, you know, this coach that Murray High has, he's big into the weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I bet Strider would fit, fit in very well with this, this, uh, you know, coach that Murray High has. I like coach bowling. He, he's, He's got something going there. Oh, he does. Yes, he does. Um, let's take a look at the standings as they stand right now. Um, I know the East. It's the as of this morning, Friday morning, uh, September seventh, sixteenth. Oh, um, the Braves are one game back of the Mets, and then the yep. Phillies are still. I don't. I'm not sure, but they're back there. And then the Marlins. Yeah, the Phillies are. The Phillies are nine games out. Uh, Braves are one game out, and that's due to the fact that um, they are 88 and 55, and the Phillies are 90 and 55. So um, they are two games up in the win column, but yet they're tied in the loss column. So, but yeah, the Phillies are nine games out, and, and then everybody the, else is. You might as well not even talk about anybody else. <laughs> Marlins and the Nationals. Um, yeah. The Cardinals are up on the Brewers in the East or the Central. They're like eight or nine games up. As yeah, they're they're, they're seven. They're seven and a half up. Uh, they're at eighty four and sixty in the Central Division. Yeah. And then Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Yeah. Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Cubs are twenty two out. Yep. And the but, Reds but and hey, Pirates. The Cubs helped the Braves out this week. Thank you. Oh my gosh! Thank Did you, they Cubs. not? Yeah. They 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 swept the match. That was great. Uh, you know, the only thing you can ask for now, I believe the Mets are playing the Pirates. And, the, yep. of course, the Pirates won last night. And you didn't expect the Mets to lose four in a row. Uh, but but thankful that the Cubs uh, played some great baseball and ended up uh, sweeping the Mets, which that was fantastic on, on their part. So, I, I thank them. Maybe we should send them uh, a parting gift or yes, something. Yes, we should. The Braves should. <laughs> yes. Um Dodgers are they've already clinched they've already clinched their spot in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they have. They are uh they are it. Um you know, they are 98 and 44 about to pass the 100 uh win mark. And, you know, them passing and they're 21 up on the Padres by the way, 29 on the Giants. They're, you know, the Giants are a little closer than what I thought and and uh you know where they are wild card wise, they're not going to get in the wild card. 
race uh, nonetheless. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, the Padres, Phillies, and Braves. Uh, but they in that wild card mess. Uh, the Phillies are 80 and 63. Braves right now are 88 and 55. If they don't win the East, definitely they are going to go as number one in the wild card because they're eight, I think eight games, eight or nine games up um, in that wild card. But it's the Phillies that are 80 and 63, and the Padres are 78 and 66. So that means, you know, if it if it goes right now, of course Braves Phillies play this weekend. So, uh, but if it goes right now, yeah, the the Phillies and the and the uh, Braves would play each other again, uh, one and two, and the Cardinals would get the Padres. Um, you know, the interesting thing about the Padres is they have been struggling a little bit. That since that West has been struggling a little bit. You know, even the Dodgers, they, they are seven and three in their last, you know, ten games. But the Giants had a little bit of a help in that loss column for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in there, but um, – you know, if you look at the East, if the Braves had been better than six and four in their last ten games, they're in first place. Uh, because right. the Mets, the Mets have been five and five. Uh, you know, the Phillies are seven and three. They're the team that's that's a little hot right now, and that's really about the Dodgers are too at seven and three. And that's really about it. You know, even in the Central, the Cards are five and five uh, at the top and six and four. And I guess that's a good thing. The Cards are five and five because. You know, they're right there knocking on the door of, um, you know, second place potentially in in that wild – in that um, in that top of the division. Uh, even though they're at 84 and 60 and the Mets are at 90 and 55, but the Mets are 5 and 5 in their last 10 games, and so are the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals had been, you know, anywhere between 8 and 2, 9 and 1, they're going to push to be a whole lot closer to that second place spot in the uh in that in the divisional race to be that one two and three so um interesting race interesting races uh you know obviously the the only race that's really left is whether or not it's the Mets and Braves right but uh the wild card race has turned into a different an interesting one just my, like the American League has been the same way switching over to the American League East um the Yankees are ahead and then you've got the Blue Jays um Tampa Bay's right behind them, and the Orioles are right behind them, and then you've got uh, yep. uh, in the in the central, it's the Guardians, the Boston. Uh, yeah, but Red Sox are right there in the East. Yeah, they're in the bottom. They're in the bottom of the. You know, the Yankees have the Yankees are eight and two in their last ten. Uh, you know, before that, uh, if you look back, uh, they were probably in their last twenty. They may have lost eighteen of them. You know, I mean. So they had they had struggled, uh, but they have picked it up, and that's a good thing because you know the, the the Blue Jays and the Rays are battling for it, and the Rays had really kicked it in gear, uh, but the Rays are five and five in their last ten, the Blue Jays are six and four, so uh, not uh, not great. But the Guardians, you know, in that Central Division, the Guardians have started to separate themselves from the Twins and the White Sox. Even the White Sox have taken over second place in the central because the guardians are eight and two in their last 10 and the twins are four and six. So they have fallen out uh, just a bit. And then in the West, the Astros uh, definitely out there um, uh, in a big lead over the Mariners. Uh, but as far as the wild card goes, um, you know, it's still the blue Jays Rays, and the Mariners. Uh, those are the teams and the blue Jays right now, are right there at the top, although uh, a game separates the Rays 
and the Mariners. The Mariners are 80 and 62. Uh, the Braves are 80 and 63. So the Mariners would have the the spot, I think, just because of the the they they don't have an extra loss. But the the Blue Jays are still up at the top. So that race for the wild card for that one, two, and three is is definitely going to make itself interesting. And the Yankees, uh, excuse me, not the Yankees. It is the Astros that would be the Astros and the Yankees that would get the top two spots and be off in that first round, and you'd have to take on the Guardians, and the Guardians would be taken on uh, right now would be taken on the Mariners, which I think that presents a whole lot of problems for the Guardians. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's time to get into the struggle yeah. of the episode. Yeah, you, you were stalling, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I kind of was. <laughs> so, yeah. we'll start off with a great note. Kyle Wright picks up his 18th win of the season. He's 18 and 5. He uh, picks up a big 5 1 win over the San Francisco Giants. Um, yep. Looked pretty good this game. Yeah, it boy, it did early on. It didn't look like it. I don't know what it was, but um, I believe it was the. They had scored a run in the first inning, the Giants had, and so I was thinking, oh, no. You know, I knew the Cubs had lost, so I was thinking, okay. I mean, the, the Mets had lost, so I was thinking, okay. You know, at least, okay, let's let's go. So, so he looked, did not look very well um, in the like second that. inning. I believe in the second inning, he walked the bases loaded. Uh, Kranich came out there to talk. He was about to walk in a run, if I recall. He went 3-0 and on the next batter with the bases loaded. And finally, something just went click. And he started I, – I, I don't know if he, his fastball just wasn't working or the off-speed pitch was working. He throws a couple of off-speed pitches. He gets out of the inning. And all of a sudden after that, it's like Katie bar the door. You know, and, and, and he was fantastic. I think he threw nine pitches in the third inning. And at one point, he was up to nine or ten maybe in the fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. And then even came out for the sixth inning. Uh, and got an out, and then after that he was he was taken out. But three hits and only one earned run and three walks, and that came uh, majority of that came in the second inning. So after that he was good. So I don't know if it was just um, you know my fastball is not working. I got to figure something else out. <clears throat> and he he goes to the off speed pitch, uh, but whatever it was, uh, it worked. And uh, he, he ended up finishing in the game and looking a whole lot better. Uh, so good for him. You know, 18 wins on the, on the year. And, and um, you know, the bullpen came in and, and did a great job of, of finishing it up. And, uh, you know, even Jansen came in and um, in that situation and, and um, pitched an inning. Uh, did give up a hit but struck out too. So, but Iglesias came in uh, with, an, with an inning. And then McHugh and Mentor also also finished up, so it was a good hitting nod uh, for the for the Braves. So Dansby, uh, I believe, getting a homer. I think that's kind of what started that whole um, uh, scoring effort uh, where they got off with the the three runs there in the third inning uh, mm-hmm. and and really helped out. So, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good overall game for the Braves. They needed it and they pulled to within a half a game, and and um, so we we moved on to. You know that dreaded Sunday after, or that dreaded Wednesday afternoon game. So, but yeah, overall good game. Tuesday night. Did it remind you? I can't remember if it was Strider's last outing or a couple outings ago, 
So yeah, did you yeah. you of that because he struck yeah, it early did. and was wiped yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, pitchers go through different routines. You know, pitchers go through – most of the time it's – different pitchers go through different routines, but most of the time it's the same one for, for you know – uh, every pitcher has that same routine. And I don't know if his routine was different. You know, Tom Glavin used to struggle in the first inning. Right. Um, you know, that. Tom Glavin, if, if you if you were to ever chart pitch counts for Tom, pitch counts for Tom <laughs> Glavin in the first inning, uh, you probably would see him throwing about 25 or 30 pitches in the first inning. And right. then he would go the next six innings and maybe throw nine an inning, you know, and to where he gets to the eighth or ninth inning, he's finishing up and he's thrown – around 100, 110 pitches. You know, those guys back then used to throw 120. You know, right. that was un, that was nothing back then. So, you know, and Tom Gladden was a Hall of Famer, by the way. So, uh, yeah. had no trouble. Yeah, he had no trouble winning games. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's just that struggle early. You know, it could be the fact that he's thrown a lot of innings this year. Strider has two. Um, you know, you run into those teams that are pesky, uh, that, that foul the ball off. Phillies. Uh, that, yeah, the Phillies, exactly that foul the ball off that they're just pesky 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 hitters and that's frustrating and you get frustrating and and so uh those those kind of things happen and uh it just happened that he did struggle in the one inning with the walks and and um he he got it back together though and and was able to to pick up and and uh finish it off which was good for a confidence standpoint it was good for him because uh boy I, i thought two games in a row you struggled you normally did not find that this year from Kyle Wright, but no. uh, maybe uh, you know taxing on his arm too as well. It's kind of why I'm surprised he came out to go to the sixth inning uh, and not save you know a little bit of those pitches and those innings uh, for something for, for later in the year because we've still got a couple weeks left, you know. So he's still going to get three, four more starts. So um, I don't know, but you know that's why you know Snit at times has kind of spread some of those guys out a little bit more. Right. Uh, you know, he's been going with that five-man rotation all year. Uh, and if he gives him a chance to, to be off an extra day, then he's, then he's going to do it. And maybe he needs some of these guys to be off an extra day. Uh, but at this point in the season, uh, when you're right in the middle of a pennant race, you want your guy out there pitching. Uh, right. You want your Kyle Wright, your Max Freed, your Spencer Strider, those guys out there pitching because you don't want to – lose the game you don't but I, I do think Bryce Elder could fit into that somewhere and and uh, you know you're going to find this weekend that Oda Rizzi's going to actually uh, he's tab he's he's on the on the mound on Saturday and I'm wondering how how what percentage he is on the mound is it 50 50 is it you know 75 25 whatever so but he's listed to start so uh, it'll be interesting to see but I I think uh, you know, if you can give these guys an extra day off, then that's that's even better. Definitely. Uh, I I really want to see uh, I want to see Elder get another shot. I do too. I think he deserves to. To be honest with you, um, I think he deserves to to be. Uh, you know, two in a row has been really good. Uh, you know, pitched what six innings, man, seven innings, I think, one time. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I think he deserves another chance, and that's why I'm surprised that Odorizzi's name is listed. I wonder if this is not a do or die start for Jake. Uh, you know, if, if he probably, doesn't pitch, if he doesn't pitch well, uh, then you know you're you're gonna be gone. Uh, so I'm just I'm I'm just wondering if that's the case, and I'm just wondering if if um. 
you know, Schnitt's going to say, okay, uh, you're, um, you know, you're not going anymore. You're going to be done after this. Uh, you know, we're just going to use you as, as a long reliever out of the, out of pin or spot start here or there. But I'm going to go back to Bryce Elder. So um, we'll see. Sometimes pitchers uh, thrive off do or die situations. Um, I I mean, if he struggles, if he, if Elder Rizzi pitches like he did at Seattle, I think Elder is going to be put in there. Yeah, I do too. And especially now, because we are talking about do or die. I mean, it is, it is, um, you know, every game is important from here on out because now you're, you're in your division. You know, you've got the Phillies, the Marlins. You're going to go back with the Phillies, back with the Marlins, and then the Mets. Right. Uh, so every game, everything is important from here on out. Well, I think I've stalled long enough. <laughs> uh, Charlie Morton goes on the mound Wednesday afternoon. Oh, oh my. Another Wednesday afternoon game, by the way. Four to one loss. Yep. Yep. I, I feel right. bad for right. Charlie. Hold on, hold on. There's one more good thing I forgot to uh, add to uh, Tuesday night. Who was the player of the yeah. game for you? Uh, I'd say Darno. Darno had three hits. He was on base. There so, so let's give it to Travis Darno. There we go. Um, okay. All right. I guess here we go. Here we go. Charlie. He looks great for like four innings, and then but the wheels fall off. It falls apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes through those that one inning or two inning of struggles, and you know, when you got a team like the Braves that can hit and a team that can score runs, then you feel pretty confident that um, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get some run support, so you can do that. Right. Uh, as long as you pitch your three or four innings after that to be spectacular, then you feel pretty good. But right. uh, you know the the Giants are gonna was was gonna have nothing to do with it on this day, and uh, Charlie Morton just couldn't uh, you know couldn't do anything with it. Just couldn't couldn't figure it out, and and uh, he struggled, and and um, you know the Giants pull away with a four-one to win, and and uh, Charlie gives up. You know, four four earned runs, four hits, two base on balls, and seven strikeouts. So, uh, I mean, he did go more than five. He went almost six, and and uh, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, you certainly would have liked uh, him to pitch better. I feel kind of sorry for him because it seems like he is in the Wednesday matchup just about every every yeah, week. It does. It does. Um, so it seems like that that's where he falls in his rotation. So. Uh, but he had pitched well the last couple of Wednesdays. Uh, so, uh, Spencer Strider getting one of those starts as well on a Wednesday. So, anyway, I don't know. Just couldn't figure out the Giants. And the Giants have played well lately. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's like the Cubs. You know, these teams aren't going away as much as I would like for them right. not to put up a fight. You know, they've still got to play themselves. So, uh, they're not going away. And the Giants still have some good, good players. And if the Giants could get on a huge run, could potentially – you know, go after the Padres, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, they had to, the Padres would just have to absolutely fall apart right. uh, for that to happen. But, but uh, anyway, they, you know, they still playing and, and they're playing well down the stretch. I mean, they, they've got a lot of veterans. They've got Brandon Crawford. They've got uh, Jock Pearl Peterson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surprised he didn't get traded by the way. So, um, you yeah, want- I mean they've got they've got some young guys. You know, I like your Shrimsky. I think a great player. Yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, Brandon Crawford, you mentioned, and, and J.D. Davis. Uh, so, I mean, they've got some – and Austin wins, um, you know, at catcher and, and um, you know, Wilmer Flores and those guys, you know, they've got some good players, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, they can definitely play. Um, you know, they've almost got the – you know, you can almost look at the Padre – I mean, the Giants, much like you can look at the Mariners. Uh, Brandon Crawford, who else can you name on that team? Uh, yeah, there's Mike Yastrzemski, and that's just because that's Yaz's, you know, grandson. But right. uh, who else do you name on that team? You can't name anybody else hardly on that team. So, uh, you know, they've got a bunch of no-name guys. And and um, so – and, and that's good, I guess. And uh, Gabe Kapler has done a, a fairly good job with this team. And, and uh, even though Gabe's first managerial uh, spot was with the Phillies and – uh, they ended up getting rid of him, and the and the Phillies played well after he left. You that know, so I mean, yeah, he, he was just not like cut the, out for Philly. Yeah, you know, that's just like the Phillies have played well uh, after Joe Girardi left. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Phillies have gotten rid of their manager this year, and they played well. So I don't, I don't know. It's, I guess, it's finding that right mix as a manager, and that's what makes Brian Snicker so good, is because. Uh, you know, the Phillies seem to have veterans on their team. And, you know, a lot of those veterans just don't want to put up with the style of young managers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that want to have their hands on everything, that, that want to be in your face and, and everything. And that's just not the style of play that, you know, the Phillies want. I mean, you know, it's, it's um, you know, he had a meeting earlier this year, very early this year, when the Braves were struggling. And, you know, he, he has a meeting. It's not one of those in-your-face meetings. You know, it's one of those closed-door meetings, and all he said is, hey, look, guys, you know, we're better than this. I know you guys can play better than this. I have all the confidence in you that you can play better than this. After that, they ran off 14 games in a row. You know, that's just some of the managerial style that Snit has. And I think, you know, guys like the Phillies and the Giants and some of those, um, you know, you you trust your guys uh, that are going to go out there and win. And and Snicker's going to be a guy that if if he were – you know, if the Braves weren't playing too well – if he were to get, you know, on the hot seat, I, I gathered that a lot of the Braves players would be in the front office saying, no, you know, this is not his fault. It's our fault. We're not the, we're the ones playing, not playing so great. So, right. uh, you know, we want to keep him. So I think that'd be the same way with the Phillies if they could find themselves, you know, a, a veteran manager uh, that I think would, would really help them out. I think they'd go to, go to bat for him and fight for him much like they are now. Um. I know it's Slim Pickens in this game, but who would you call? Who would your player of the game be? Uh, Robbie Grossman. Yeah. He had three hits. He's been. Uh, he had, I know. Yeah, he. Uh, we needed a, him to. That's not a yeah. a sexy name as they would call in the, the world, but he's been a hardworking player for Atlanta, and that's a key pickup. And uh, like a small t- a small name, but a great pickup for Alex. Oh Mark. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he has been a good pickup. Um, he struggled. Um, you know, I, I like to see the three-hit game. I hope for a confidence sake, especially going in this Philly series, I do believe that he is going to uh, be a guy that is needed. Uh, you know, it does give – you know, actually Acuna played right field, uh, something he hasn't done much of, which I hope two he weeks. gets back to. Uh, huh? Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, I hope he gets back to playing in right field. Uh, because I would like to have that DH spot going back to that Darno Contreras or, or or maybe somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, maybe even when Ozzy comes back, you've got Vaughn Grissom 
um, you know, him playing either DH or second base or Ozzy playing second base and DH and something like that. So uh, I hope that Acuna gets back to playing out there. Uh, got you. Um, so the Braves are off on Thursday. We're, we're off on Thursday. Yeah. And now they are starting a three-game series with the Phillies. Um, Friday night, it's Max Freed versus Ranger Suarez. Yes, Mr. Suarez. Uh, yep. And then my favorite guy goes, my favorite guy on Saturday, Aaron Nola. Um, yep, and and Oder Rizzi goes. That's what I, I that this is where I struggle with this whole um, this whole Philly Philly time. You know, you got Max going against uh, Suarez tonight or on Friday night. Um, you know, and then Oder Rizzi and Nola. Uh, my my struggles is that one right there because Aaron Nola's a great pitcher, by the way. Um, and and the Braves have had their share of struggles against Aaron Nola. Um, right. And and you've got Oder Rizzi going and. And you probably figure that Nola's not going to give up a lot of runs. Uh, so, and Oda Rizzi's going, and I worry if that is going to be the struggle game. Uh, I hope it's not, but, you know, because Spencer Strider's going on Sunday uh, against Falter. Uh, and, and so. I don't know much about that guy. I don't either. Um, you know, uh, he's 5 and 3 and a 3.8 ERA, and that's pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't know much about him, but, you know, these two teams should know each other very well over the next few weeks because it is, you know, Phillies, um, you know, this weekend, and then it's the Nationals, uh, and then it's uh, the Phillies again, then it's the Nationals, uh, and then it's the Mets, Marlins, and we're finished. So the Phillies and the Braves should know each other very well over this next week uh, because it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. And it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week, and we in Philadelphia, and we finish up playing the Phillies. Finish, wow. and that will be finished with the Phillies. Yeah. So, random question: Are they black and orange? The Phillies? Yes. Uh, they are. Uh, no, they are red. Um, they're um, got a red stripe. Uh, white, red, and white is what they are. Okay. Uh, they do have a little blue in them as well. Their old-time Philly uniforms when they would go on the road would be like the light blue uh, with the, the, the emblem, the Phillies emblem, either in, in, in red uh, or blue, either one. Um, but, yeah, no, they're kind of red, red, blue, and white would be, that, would be what they are. Yeah. I don't know why I thought they were orange. I have no clue. Uh, I don't either, John, but you're, what are you seeing? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't know. You never know with me. Um, yeah, that's right. They, uh, I think, and this is just me being goofy, I think that the Phillies should adopt the the uh, tradition that uh, Murray State has. When they hit a home run, the ho- they should have a horse that runs around the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tradition we have over here at Murray State when we actually score. Um, so we definitely have gone through our struggles of scoring, but yeah, that's, that's fun. And I like it when they say clear the track, here comes racer one. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Phillies, uh, that, uh, you know, they, they could, you know, or, or that, or have the Philly fanatic on the horse. Um, I think that would be even, that would be fun. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. (laughs) Um, so hoping for a two game, two, uh, two wins this weekend, a sweep would be even better. But, you know, 
you can't ever you can't ever count on a sweep against the Tiger. Well, and 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 you can't you know um, you know you you would like yeah, to win the series, but but you you also have the the Mets are, are playing the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, so so that is not a you know uh, doesn't lead. Although I didn't think they would you know I thought they'd do better against the Cubs. Um, but interesting enough enough you know you've got the Mets um, and 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 what they are. Uh, so their schedule coming up uh, for the next little bit. They got the Pirates, then they've got the Brewers, mm-hmm. um, and then they've got the A's uh, coming in, and then they're back to their normal uh, Marlins. Uh, then they've got the Braves and the Nationals. So you know they're not as heavy on the back end uh, with the the Eastern Division, but they've still got to play the Brewers, who are fighting for their life, which is good, and the A's. Uh, which you know we just played the A's, so uh, they're not necessarily a bad team as well. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, over the next little bit, you know, the Brewers can put up a good fight with them, uh, and um, we, you know, maybe can can get back into that first place uh, in the division. Definitely, most definitely. Yeah. Um, as we're winding down here, that's about all I had for the podcast. You got anything? No, I'm good. It's uh. You know, like I said, I'm off, uh, you know, on this Friday night with nothing to do. And then next Friday we head over to Christian County to play. And, and uh, so it's going to be odd, uh, you know, much like it was a couple of weeks ago, odd playing on a Tuesday or Thursday night. It's odd not having a game on Friday night. So You, you and the wife going to have some uh, quality time? I, I doubt it because, you know, kids will somehow or another uh, play into that factor. And I, I gather that. Uh, one of them is going to be we're all we're going to be going to eat somewhere. So that's my guess, as it usually happens. <laughs> well, mine so, and, okay. and my wife's anniversary is tomorrow, so we're gonna. Oh, well, ha- happy anniversary to you! Thank you. Let's hey, well, listen here. before. Hey, before we go though, happy anniversary. How many years has it been, by the way? Six. 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 All right. Well, happy I don't know anniversary how she's done it. I don't know how she's put up with me for six years. But, well, I, you know, I, I claim the same thing with my wife, and she's been putting up with me for 27 years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, I've wondered. And, and, you know, last night, it's funny, uh, Thursday night, uh, I, I went to the Marshall County Hall of Fame induction because my mother uh, and a, a group of ladies that they call the crazy ladies, uh, and, and they're big-time Marshall County supporters, really basketball, uh, and, and they have been for probably since the early 80s, okay, and, and they're at they're at games. They're all the games. They dress crazy. Uh, you know, they're they're in their orange and and they're very they're they're uh, noted. They they I mean they're or notorious. I'm not sure which it is, but uh, you know everybody knows them. Then uh, they show up. You know, they're the crazy. Oh, you're the crazy lady. Oh, you're part of the crazy lady. They she got that their bunch that she runs around with got inducted into the Marshall County Hall of Fame last. Oh time. wow, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it was cool. So I got a chance to go back to my alma mater and and see my mother inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, and um, you know, so I kept thinking the whole time, I said, I'll never make the Hall of Fame. I'll just make the Hall of Shame. That's what I'll make. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was a good night and uh, had a good time. And, uh, you know, my mom has been a, a very heavy Marshall County supporter for uh, a number of years and uh, thankful that she uh, is around and had the opportunity to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, I I promise you, you're not going to be one of the Hall of Shame because you're one of the voices I look to listen. Look to. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, John. I really do. And uh, 
you're uh, you get to listen to somebody else tonight, right? I mean, not me. Yeah, so. unfortunately, I'll, I'll find a game. You know, I'll find a game. Oh, I know it. Well, you can uh, you can get back on it next week, right? Definitely, definitely. Yep. yep. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us ramble on about Braves and some other topics. Um, really appreciate it. Um, if you would like to follow us on social media, you can at Ethos Braves. I'm at F3 Motley Crew. Um, and if you want an explanation for that, just DM me. Um, <laughs> I'll explain yeah. that later. Um, yeah. You can find the show. Oh, I already did the show. Oh, I'm scattered right here. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's John Robert McKay and Jeremy. I'm just regular old Jeremy Bell. Awesome. And if you want to follow the show, you can get us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other uh, listening platform that I have no clue about it, and, but I'm sure we're there. Um, like, yeah, like I said earlier, thanks for listening, guys. And as always, go break. Go break.